Today's episode is brought to you by Cattle. Every product launch faces a chicken and egg problem. You need reviews to convert, but you need conversions to get reviews. Cattle can help. Cattle helps brands win share. They leverage their consumer panel for insights, collecting receipts, and driving product ratings and reviews. It is the largest daily active survey panel in Canada, with over 10,000 daily active users and over 100,000 monthly active users. Let cattle be your chicken and or your egg, depending on your perspective. Visit getcattle.com to learn more. Trying to find long-term partners that had the same values as us. And for me, you know, keeping the skin on and using as much of the fruit as possible to re- just reduce food waste, even if it wasn't upcycled, just that alone is huge. And then if we could find some manufacturers that would use upcycled product, then that would be like extra. Welcome to Hearts and Carts, the CPG podcast, the podcast about the people behind the products that are winning hearts and filling carts. This cast is for anyone with an interest in the world of consumer products. We're your hosts, Justin Osborne and Alex Hill, and our mission is to bring you weekly content that helps you be a better and more informed CPG professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hearts and Carts. I'm Justin here with our co-host, Alex, and we are super stoked for another exciting guest today. On today's show, we have Sarah Goodman, the CEO and founder of Chiwis, which is a 100% natural upcycled fruit chip brand based out of Squamish, BC. Sarah brings a wealth of knowledge on expanding a brand from zero to thousands of doors across Canada and gets into what that journey has been like for her and for the brand. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on social media, and give us those five-star reviews. Now, let's get into the conversation with Sarah. Hey, Sarah. How goes it? Hi. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good. Good. Doing good. How's things over in Squamish? Yeah, good. Busy. We're dealing with a bunch of stuff and I'm leaving on holiday. Probably the worst time ever, but oh, never fun. Well, we're going to go on holiday. Yeah. 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 Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to see family for a day in Toronto and then going to see more family in Florida for six days. Okay. Then more jealous of the Florida than the Toronto. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome to get out. Actually, it's nice today, but usually this time you get out of the rain a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. We like doing all of the regular stuff up here, but you know, things have been so busy. I've been taking a vacation for like a year, so it's kind of yeah. vacation. Yeah, yeah. I'll still be working probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to turn it off. Yeah. But you will be warm. So Yeah, I'll at that. least lose the translucence, the no tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in I was in Austin a few weeks ago and it wasn't even that sunny. And I was outside wearing a t shirt and I burned almost immediately. And was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the sun in three months. <laughs> just I feel, like, like, I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very different. But Alex and I were just talking about how jealous we are that you live in Squamish. It's one of my favorite places on earth. It's so yeah, cool. I absolutely yeah. love Squamish. It's great. I mean, we're stoked that, you know, getting a space here, like I our, our facilities, maybe a four minute drive from my house and yeah, the so whole weird. team lives up here and we can go like mountain bike and hike and do things like that together, which is great. And yeah, it's been good. And we're, we all have Whistler passes. So Beautiful. amazing. Living the dream. Yeah, not not too bad at all. I'm jealous. Yeah, the team offsites are a little bit better when if you drive in 
five minutes in any direction you're at like a mountain yeah uh, or you drive a little bit north and you're at like the best mountain in canada so that's yeah that's <laughs> not not a bad spot to be i was even just saying i was like always thought about it's such a great place to be you're halfway between vancouver and whistler i mean not not too shabby you're yeah it's good places. going to meetings even in the city like the drive just seems like 20 minutes and it's so nice it's not, maybe I, the most beautiful drive in the I was world say, <laughs> it, might, it might be the most beautiful drive in the world yeah exactly yeah i had some people when i was working at vega that that moved to squamish and i at first thought they were crazy because it seemed so far and then i thought you know if you're going to be doing a long drive that sure beats like the 401 or something yeah. <laughs> like if you're driving along the, the cliff pretty nice yeah 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 there's so many people that drive so long every day for work and you know i told my now husband i was like i'm not moving anywhere other than north when we live in vancouver <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it may i mean it, it makes sense but uh, anyways thank you for hopping on nice to meet you yeah you too yeah we were chatting with with joel fox and he said that you were someone that we should connect with and just a great founder story great person great brand and and so oh. recommended we reach out and so that's uh, nice here we are yeah yeah he had wonderful things to say so I guess I should tell everyone who we're meeting with here. We are meeting with Sarah Goodman, who is the CEO and founder at Chiwis, which is a local company in the BC area in Squamish that produces some really cool, exciting snacks. Alex and I were just, you know, talking about how beautiful the packaging is and the product and how wonderful it is. So excited to get into all of that about the brand. But what we like to do is start with like your journey, your career journey and, and how you even got to becoming the, the CEO and founder. So, you know, what was your background? What did you go to school for? What other roles did you have before this? Like talk about maybe your background in health and, and some of the things on how you got here. So maybe I'll just leave it open-ended there and, and you can chat about that. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for the nice words about the product and everything. You talk to a lot of founders that I'm close with and it's, it's great to be able to talk to you about Chiwis. So yeah, definitely not a straight path here. I am originally from Ontario. And when I was 19, I went to visit a friend in Whistler for two months and I lived there for five years. And that'll, never that'll, do it. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and I never went back to Ontario. And I had done a year of post-secondary in journalism in Ontario, went to Whistler, just like wasn't, I wasn't super into school growing up that much. I just, nothing struck me. I was all right, but didn't have the same kind of like drive that I do have now. Definitely. After five years in Whistler, I realized I need to get out of here. I'm going to lose every brain cell in my head. So I, <laughs> I went, I moved to the city and I went to school and did a, like a management diploma and ended up working in the music industry in that you had two practicums and I did it both with entertainment companies, a record label, and then like one that was buried with, you know, PR and tour publicity, things like that. And I was always so into music and right away, true entrepreneur spirit. I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to work pretty well. So I'm going to start my own company. So I started a company for my living room doing tour publicity for independent Canadian musicians. I managed a band, did all the things I kind of learned other than making records, which was cool. It was definitely cool, but it wasn't, I realized quite quickly that I wasn't as inspired by it and I wanted mm -hmm. to do something else. I come from quite a medical family and I think some of that kind of came in. I wanted to more to help people more. And so I went back to school and studied nutrition. And then when I was done my nutrition studies, I started a company <laughs> doing lots of different things, consulting, doing like talking in grocery stores about food and just learning about that kind of thing. I also on the side became a personal trainer, just like very interested in health. And while I was running that business and consulting with people, um, an opportunity came up to work with two people who had developed a medical, a consumer medical device that was, they were 
science and medical based, not mm -hmm. product based. And they were wondering how they could make the product relatable to regular humans. And they asked me for my advice. And I said, well, I think I, I'm, I'm consulting and talking with the people that you, I think, want to get a hold of. And I took a look at this app. So it was a piece of hardware and an app that measured a heart metric that wasn't available to regular people, and which is called aortic stiffness. And it slowly, slowly snowballed from me being like, hey, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do this, to full-time doing like UX, building a brand, building a product that someone would see on a website, like the box, the actual design of the product, everything. It snowballed very quickly. And you know, they had this app that looked like the first, it was like MS-DOS, you know, like black screen with the, yeah. with the blinking green on it. Yeah. That's what it looks like. And, and I was like, well, who are you going to sell this to? And they just said people. And I was like, oh God. And then they I said, where, <laughs> where are you going to sell it? And they said Amazon. And I was like, okay, so you've already put a lot of money into this. Let me help you. Yeah. So I developed a product and messaging that I thought was going to resonate with, with regular people who wanted to get healthy. And it was more along the lines of a more of a baby boomer type audience. So for seven years, I went from, you know, doing marketing PR to running the company and taking it to being sold all over the world, going on Dragon's Den, raising a bunch of money, developing, like learning so much about public speaking, financials, raising, UX, like all of, all of it, packaging, barcoding, all of those things. And after seven years, I was just like, oh my God, I cannot talk about aortic stiffness anymore. Like I was trying to make it exciting. I was and I think in an industry like in tech, it was it was hellish trying to raise money. It was, you know, as a youngish blonde person just out there, I never felt like I always kind of felt like a fraud. I think we all have imposter syndrome all the time, mostly. But I was definitely in an industry where I wasn't the same as now, where yeah. I'm, this is like the most authentic thing. So on, I was trying to think like, what am I going to do next? I'm obviously not going to go work for someone. I've never worked in a cubicle. It's just like not something that I'm willing. I want to do. And as a nutritionist, I used to make a ton of really healthy snacks that friends and family and clients would want to eat that didn't feel healthy. Like it's not like a quinoa bar, like things like that. And also things that I could take on adventures in Squamish and in the mountains around BC. And I made kiwi chips for like a decade. I made them all the time. And I remember going camping a bunch in the backcountry, and friends would always like, and I would just have them in like a Tupperware glad bag. And people would tell me that they'd never seen anything like them. because there's thin slice skin on crispy light and people said that they would buy them and buy them for the kids and I didn't think anything of it because I was you know I was still like in the thick of tech and yeah. then when this after the seven year period I was like I wonder if I could make a brand out of this product that I really love and I make just for me and people have given me feedback for so for probably six months on evenings and weekends I started doing research into the food business into CPG started meeting with people who were like veterans of the food industry just learning all I could doing some courses. And in those that time period, I met a lot of really great people who ended up helping when I said, okay, I think I'm good. Let's go. And it was, you know, learning about margins, learning about all of it. I didn't just say, you know what, I'm done with tech. I'm going to try to do this thing. Let's see if it works. I really, really dove in as I want to make a packaged good. I don't want it to be at a farmer's market. I want it to be on a shelf. What do I have to do? What do I have to know to like jump in and have the most potential of success? And so yeah, in like right before COVID started, I <laughs> left tech and started Chewies. Scary. Like working scary full time on it. It wasn't scary until I had a facility and was making kiwi chips for our first account, which was Whole Foods. It was kind of scary once it started. And I, and I realized a lot of the things that you have to do to get a product out there and in people's hands and successful and trade shows and demoing were not a thing that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of 
aligned with me being like, oh shit, like I don't want to make these. I don't want to be in a kitchen for 14 hours a day. Like mm. I'm good at the business side. Mm. And I kind of used COVID to my benefit. And I said, well, oh, hold on, like pandemic. I just need to rethink things a little bit. And we were so new that Whole Foods is like, sure. The distributor is like, okay, yeah. Oh my God, pandemic. And I took about six months to readjust the business strategy to work with co-manufacturers and scale and then launched in February of 2021 with a fully scalable product. So that's what I call like the launch because the first was kind of a false start and thank God for it. Cause honestly, like we're now able to be growing tremendously year over year. And you, I think I saw you guys have your own facility as well now. So are you, you, you still probably have Coleman's, I guess on the side, but you, you also have your own. We, so the reason for that at first, I didn't even want to touch the product, but yeah, really quickly you learn, you know, everyone has to take something, but when you're getting like, we don't have the, the uh, ability to manufacture at scale. We have really good partners to manufacture, but we, to be a local product in BC or even a Canadian local product in some of these stores where you get in quicker, you need to be packaging here in Canada. So our manufacturers aren't in Canada. So we had a co-packer in BC. It was costing us like 56 cents a bag for them to put it in a bag and seal it and case it. And, you know, talking to some of my advisors, just, you know, my gut feeling. I was like, this is too expensive. And I think that we need to do it ourselves. And so now we have a facility where we do have an R&D kitchen and we start working on products, but we package everything and, you know, it's 10 cents now. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's huge. Yeah. So let's, so you talked about it a little bit, right? You're making these kiwi chips at, at home. Like what is a kiwi chip for anyone that hasn't seen the product? Like what are the products? Maybe talk about the, the expanded lineup you have now. Like what exactly are they? Sure. So it started with the kiwi chip. I like really intense flavor. And I'm sorry if you can hear that. I have two dogs that are wrestling in the background right now. I, I, I can't. Okay. Now I'm just thinking about that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> they're over there. <laughs> we have a puppy and uh, an old lady. And yeah, they're both funny. So yeah, I, I like really intense flavored products. And kiwis, people don't really realize that a lot of the nutrients are in the skin. Like more than 60% of mm. the vitamin C and antioxidants are in the skin. Uh, and when you slice them super thin and dry them, so they're crispy, like I wanted the product to be crispy when you started eating it and then turn kind of candy like in your mouth. And it tastes really sweet and sour, like a healthy Sour Patch Kid. Cool. Uh, and so it started with one, we have two, had two SKUs that we launched into Whole Foods and a bunch of other stores first. One was just kiwi chips. And I knew that if someone didn't like the sweet and sour fully taste, I wanted to have something that had a balance. And so it was kiwi chips and then a tropical mix, which was pineapple chips, kiwi chips, and coconut together. And it was all very kiwi based. And I knew I didn't want anybody who didn't like kiwi or didn't, or was allergic or anything like that to not buy kiwis. And so about a year later I launched and it's all like upcycled fruits whenever we can. We use all of the fruit, including the skin and corn rind to reduce food waste. Along those values, we launched mango chips for the skin, pineapple chips that use the core and some of the skin and orange chips that use the rind. And so they're all super crispy, thin, really light sort of bags are filled. People are always so surprised. Like the, the gram is the grams are quite low, but it's because we take like over 90% of the water out. And so there's so much like in our kiwi bag, I think there's four kiwis per bag. Same like the oranges. They also the way that we make them, it keeps, you know, like regular dried fruit that's squishy and kind of like it tastes kind of boring. And a lot, a lot of it, like that really great mango everyone loves so much that's in all the stores, like, you know, there's extra sugar and there's preservatives and things like that. Yeah. And we don't mm -hmm. add any of that. It's there's, there's nothing. And kind of like the value props of our culture and our brand and our product is like, it's just no BS. Like what you see is what you get. And we're not going to 
when you turn the bag over, you're just going to see the fruit. So yeah, we have five now, but we're working on others as well. Very cool. So I, yeah, because I, I was I haven't tried the orange ones, but I saw the rind on there. So like you're good to eat rinds and yeah, um, and it's all and non-GMO. Like very cool. people, I really thought people would have more. Like we would get more complaints about the not organic thing. And when I was doing a lot of consumer testing before launching anything, I talked primarily to a lot of like our our target is about a 25 to 45 year old health oriented woman and trendy mom and uh, I talked to a lot of moms and I'm like would you gave them the bag I'm like would you rather have this for 6.99 and it's non-gmo or would you rather pay like 8.99 it's organic it's way expensive more expensive to get mm-hmm. organic product and they, were, they looked at it like I already think this is organic bingo I'd rather yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've, we've actually not heard a lot of that at all which is surprising but yeah you can eat the whole thing all all good very cool I once heard something and you're a nutritionist and have a kiwi brand so i'll ask you i once heard kiwi has like a broader micronutrient profile than like any other fruit is that true it's a super fruit and a lot of them with the skin it really increases that nutrient value the fiber value and everything but yeah. kiwis are so so good for you in this like tiny ready to eat package and that's just why i started using them in general because i knew that and i was like can i make something that is more fun and less messy than eating a kiwi like before i knew about the skin with the spoon or so yeah. this is just an easy way. I also thought the kids would really like them as much because of the sourness, but p- kids love them. Like we had it, we're launching it to Costco at the end of the month. And I thought, okay, well, we, our top product is the kiwi. Like we have to take a risk and just do a giant bag of kiwi and people are seeming to be excited. We'll see. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we should pause there. So you're launching yeah. it to Costco. That's amazing. That's, that's big. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they, so we, um, we got some just like earned media coverage in Daily Hive probably a year and a bit ago when it was just only me running, only me in the company. And it was just a nice little like fluff piece about Chewies and Costco reached out to me and they're like, hey, we'd love to chat with you. And I, can you bring, bring some samples to Burnaby to their like main office there? And so I brought some, I didn't know a lot about Costco at the time, but you know, they want their own product. They want, it's a really big endeavor. And I was like, listen, try to build this brand. I can't even. I don't have the headspace to even think about this right now. And so then as time went on, I was talking more with some of my pals in food and learning more about Costco. And Costco takes a smaller margin. They take 13 to 15%. They, you go direct with them. They want 20% less per gram than anywhere else available in store. And they want their own product. And I, I was like, we have our own space. We can get our packaging locally for them and do a test. And yeah, it's actually like a quite high margin product for us. And when I finally, I launched, or sorry, I pitched to them in October and I said, listen, I've got this. This is what the bag will look like. This is what it'll retail for. This is what you can get. This is how quickly we can move. And I honestly think it might have been the quickest like Costco turnaround. We were approved in early January and then we're launching into stores in right when I get home. That's fast. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. Is, is that Bruce over that category? Still or no? no, it's, no, it's uh, a couple of love women over in, in, in Burnaby. Yeah. yeah. And they like they like new products and I think that we tried to make them really involved in the process too. We're like, well, what do you think will work? What do you, obviously we want to keep our branding on on point, but I think they like that. And if this works, so we're launching into just five to start, which is still like a pretty big PO. And the yeah. way that they work is you have to move a specific amount of product per week or you're out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, the the Burnaby office might be the most unusual office ever. I feel like all the people shopping at that Costco have no idea there's an office. Yeah, it's like and tucked it's in the back. <laughs> a wild, wild place. That, like, oh, man, 
it's I've never whenever I've gone there for a meeting like I can't find parking for blocks <laughs> yeah, it's so true because yes yeah, it's a regular Costco parking lot and even if you, you're going for a meeting in the middle of the day on a Tuesday it's yeah packed. It's packed yeah so that's really really exciting um we'll be doing a test and if if that goes well we will put in more skews that, that's awesome I and think... then and then go from the five to potentially like the 32 I think in BC and but you you know you have to be careful because it is you know that's a it's a big cost and then you know there's net payment terms and all of that but we're pretty good right now for it I hope it works. Yeah, yeah, I hope it works. I think anytime you get into Costco, it's always a good sign. I find the Costco buyer is extremely educated and they're only selecting like, you know, one tenth or even less than that of the items is traditional grocery, right? So they're super selective on what they bring in. So even just to get a test, I think is speaks volumes about your products. So that's really exciting. And I, I hope that test goes well and you expand everywhere and continue to, to grow. That would be awesome. I think since Thanks. we're talking about retailers, maybe you know, tell everybody where else they can find your products. Yeah, we're in about, we're getting to about 2000 right now, minus Costco. I had had a salesperson till two months ago, but started out super lucky, did like Whole Foods usually is not your first customer, (laughs) (laughs) but Whole Foods was our first customer in BC. In the first year, it was about 75 stores, just myself running things, you know, Choices, Costco, who else were we in? Mostly just like BC, Natural, kind of high-end stores mm-hmm. and then last year uh, oh no we ended in 345 stores I think and then last year it really bumped up with getting into all the save on foods getting into London drugs getting into 7-eleven uh, and like higher direct accounts like that and now there's a bunch of others that now that I'm a salesperson it's great cause, yeah you know I didn't have time for all of these potential leads and things like that but we're doing a lot more expansion especially in, into Ontario and then we're expanding into California with select stores soon too. Amazing, super exciting. And so you're in, so you're in small format as well with like Seven Eleven. So I, I'm assuming you have a couple of different pack sizes up and down. Then they have the same one. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we tested out a smaller one. One is just like such a pain in the ass to pack, but yeah, uh, people just it has a resealable zipper, and people just are always telling us that they eat the whole thing. So we're gonna we we may test it out online, but yeah. for now we're not going to. We've had off offers from airlines and things but you're basically that's basically marketing like you're paying to be in there you're not really making anything and we're pretty busy so we want to focus on the things that are bringing us in money and not taking it away very fair very fair talk to us a little bit about your your branding and packaging approach and and that learning curve because obviously you've had a little experience on the the product side in terms of developing iheart but making like a, a physical product and, and packaging and all that stuff. So maybe a, an extra learning curve that you know, yeah. would have gone through. I, I love branding. With Chiwis, I had never made anything that would go on a shelf. One of the people I consulted with before even saying I'm going to do this was a woman in Vancouver called Andrea Gray Grant from, uh, God, what's the consulting group? Good for food, I think. But she and I did three hours. I came to her with like the longest list ever of questions. And she said to me, whatever package you get, go to the stores that you want to be on shelf and go put it on there aside where you think you're going to be and take some pictures and you're going to know exactly what is wrong with it. It was such good advice. advice. It was such good advice because I had, so the way that I got into it really, I, I wanted to create, this was also before I I said, I'm doing this. I did a competition on 99 designs for a package Mm -hmm. and you know, that's such a good platform because you can get so many designers, designers from everywhere, inputting different designs and giving them feedback based on a brief, which then like over, I think four or five days, you can give them feedback. And then you choose three that are going to give you, give you even more rounds. 
So at the end of it, oh man, I thought I had like the coolest package. I got a hundred of them printed up in China and sent to me. And then I made a bunch of kiwi chips, put them in the bags, got a heat sealer from Amazon, sealed them. And then I took them like on hikes and stuff. And I would, I would bring them out and my friends would be like, oh yeah, what's that? And I'd say I bought it at Whole Foods. So they wouldn't know it was from me. And then mm. they would give me real advice. So there was that. And then, and then I also gave those bags to people who knew it was mine. And I said, hey, give this to your husband, partner, kid, film them. And it had kiwi chips written on it, like so big in the front. People would open it and be like, oh my God, it's kiwi. And I'm like, oh no, okay, problem. <laughs> and then I put that same bag on a bunch of shelves and took pictures. Don't ask the stores. I went in there asking and I got rejected a bunch of times. So I was like, I'm just going to go in and do it. But that was so helpful to look like, what was the side? Yeah. I don't know. It changed everything. And so then I worked with a local designer here in Squamish, but she works with huge companies. Her name's Rochelle. She's from Zesty Brands. I put something recently on like LinkedIn. Yeah. The Dialine magazine talked about our brand, our branding. And I like, okay, I come from tech, a lean startup that was always like hand to mouth, like very, very, like we weren't overly funded. I know how much things cost. And I'm also, I don't know, like I'm just not willing to spend a ridiculous amount on websites or branding or any of that. And so when I was looking at options, people were like, oh yeah, I would love to do your branding. It'll be 25 grand and all this stuff. Like working with Rochelle, we did the brand and the first two bags, I think it was like her prices have probably gone up now, but it was it was less than 10 grand. And then we've just continued to increase the brand or redo the branding for other SKUs that come up. She's so she's done the Costco bag, our cases, these new shelf displays that were come we've been putting together for the last few days here. Just amazing. But for the branding, when I also talked to a lot of these entrepreneurs who had have product in shelf, they were like, oh no, just put whatever bag out there. You'll figure it out. It's like no chance. Like you have no you have like a minute. No, no, no. You have like 10 seconds to get gather someone's attention when they're walking by. And I didn't want this product to look like it was some crafty product. I wanted it to look like it was from a giant brand, even though it was just me. And uh, that's kind of worked, I think. And so I wanted it to be bright and colorful. And then we're in COVID, so there's no sampling or anything. It had to grab people's attention. And that's like, and all the colors and the fonts and everything is all based on like, are targeted towards that that customer we're trying to get to pay attention. Love yeah. it. I mean, I think you communicate the product benefits so clearly like real fruit, nothing else right in the top left. In terms of the layout, it's it's really great. And in the name Chiwis, was that through working with Rochelle or was that, was that something you already had? I would talk about this project. So when we first moved to Squamish, my husband and I shared an office side yeah. by side and I, we would, I would just talk about it. And he was like, Kiwi chips, Chiwis. And I'm like, mine, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Like, it was just, I... Yeah, I just thought that's super easy. And I remember at the beginning, people said, oh, well, now if you get more products, you can't call it Chiwis, you're gonna have to rebrand it. No one gets it. It's just a cute little yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. So it's, totally. yeah, it's, he did it, but we're now married. So I guess he owns 50% of it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> well, credit, sometimes credit goes a long way. The fact, <laughs> the fact that it wasn't just that you were climbing the chief and like looking out and eating a, a chiwi and, and came up with it. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. If you don't give him credit and he hears it, then that's where the trouble really starts, I guess. Right. Um, I remember when I was fundraising the first time we were in that, like now we live in a place that has, we have our own offices, but he could like recite my pitch word by word. It was so awful. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've lived that when we were, when we were downtown, my, my wife and I were sharing a, an office as well. We had like a little divider up between us, but it's like, impossible to not hear what the other person's talking about yeah. it's like even if you're yeah. not trying to listen it's like you're you're kind of stuck there 
Yeah, it was an, an interesting time. I think one of the things that I love about your brand is like, is the upcycling kind of feature of it. So I wanted you to talk a little bit more about that. And then like sort of around that, the social responsibility slash giving back the community aspect of it. So maybe you could hit on those two pieces for the brand. Sure. One thing about when I was trying to find co-manufacturers that was pretty awesome in the early COVID days was I didn't have to fly anywhere and meet people and like do all of that back and forth. Everything was done over Zoom. And so we were just getting packages of snacks, like constantly back and forth, back and forth. And I was trying to find one, it's really hard to find co-manufacturers. They're not marketing themselves. So tons of research there, but trying to find long-term partners that had the same values as us. And for me, you know, keeping the skin on and using as much of the fruit as possible to just reduce food waste, even if it wasn't upcycled, just that alone is huge. And then if we could find some manufacturers that would use upcycled product, then that would be like extra. So we ended up finding some really, really great partners. And then, and now we're, we're doing some R&D in-house to do more like local products that are upcycled as well. So in, in different flavor profiles and things like that. And then with the giving back to the community, we do donate quite a lot of product to food banks, like local food banks, things like that. And we also donate cash and product to the Take a Hike Foundation, which is a foundation that helps take kids that wouldn't get the chance to go like hiking, camping, biking, canoe trips, things like that outside for me like from I was from Toronto before I always thought I was going to be this like city girl living in a condo and then I went to Whistler for like two days I'm just like, oh my god like, this exists oh my, oh my goodness yeah. and it honestly totally changed me and getting outside and doing those things especially when running a company like this that's and and I also you know I brought this tech kind of growth mindset to it it's go 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 all the time and being able like the only thing that really helps for me is this like walking, hiking, mountain biking, meditation, <laughs> story yeah. meditation yeah. which, you know, I'm not thinking about anything other than not dying. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's what's helped me. And I think giving other people the opportunity to go do that is really important. And so that's a foundation we really love to work with. Yeah, it's and it's cool. At the beginning, you said you wanted to do something that was like more authentic to you. And so it's cool to see you giving back to the community specifically with a charity that is so connected to like what you do for your own well-being. I think that's like a nice connection of a brand giving back to the community. It's it's perfect, right? Oh, that's good. And honestly, with the authenticity part, like I think I was really good at regurgitating information for the tech thing and getting people excited. But it, with this one, man, like it's just so easy because it is so authentic. So I'm, there's no faking it, anything like that. Like even with the fundraising piece, I couldn't believe it when we did, when we were sharing that office, like I'd be doing a pitch and someone would just be like, yep, I'm in which was not a thing before, like they just got it. And it's, it's not very, a very hard sell also because it's such a simple kind of product. But yeah, it's it's such a nice feeling to have that. That's awesome. Right. I, yeah, I think that's really important. I think people people invest in other people, sometimes not products, right? So it's really important for the, them to believe in the founder, believe that the founder is in love with the product they're selling, right? And has that like that story connected because otherwise you're right. If they're just doing it for some other external reasons, it's like that's not somebody I want to get behind and somebody I want to invest in, right? And I think yeah. consumer and I think consumers see that too. So it's it's really important to be connected for sure. So so you talked about expansion to Ontario, the Costco test, expansion into California. Hey puppy. Linda. Linda. <laughs> Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> she came with the name. Um <laughs> uh, uh, sidetrack. I love very human names on dogs. <laughs> like the other day I was out for a hike. And there's just a dog named Jake. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, just... Our other our other one, the old one over there, her name's Nora. Also Nora, name that's that name. also a very yeah. great name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I think that's just hilarious. But um, 
What is it going now? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so yeah, so so what's uh it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm happy to be distracted by dogs. What's so you talked about California, you talked about Costco, you talked about Ontario, you hinted on some new products. What what's next for for you and the brand and, and what can you share about what's happening over the next 12 to 18 months? I I continually take on products I'm like, oh, we're at a good spot. And it's like, oh, that's just something else bigger and crazier. But I, you know, I, I've been very clear about my goals here with my team and my investors and everyone. Like I want to build this to a certain level and then sell it. And everybody goes in and has a better life after and then do something else. Like I'm an entrepreneur, got other ideas and things like that. But like, I want, I think for the next three to five years, we'll continue to, you know, <clears throat> figure out ways to reduce costs, potentially reduce, reduce cost on shelf, increase our SKU list, which I would love to start to, like, well, what we are doing some R&D on is vegetables and things like that but you know releasing a product is so expensive for us not as mm-hmm. much as these giant companies so that's nice because we are quite yeah. nimble but one thing that we did test this christmas which was really like a last minute oh my gosh we have a lot of orange chips like why don't we just try this out we did a in-house we made these a vegan dark chocolate dipped orange chip which Ooh. we put online sold out we had retailers being like can we just try them and i was like they don't have barcodes like they're just took them to retailers they sold out so we were doing some R&D around that and we found that three of our chips are amazing dipped in chocolate. And so mm. right now we're doing tests with a bunch of different co-manufacturers, some local, some not, like some some in the West Coast of the States and in-house because we, we're going to launch some of those and definitely the, the orange one for Christmas. But um, yeah, we won't really, really want to do a dark chocolate dipped wine, maybe even a milk chocolate one, but we like the vegan aspect of it. Yeah. We do some vegan markets and when we had those for the Christmas vegan markets, people were just like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've never allowed to eat Terry's chocolate orange. Like I just, yeah. and we're going to get these display shippers that are just Christmas, just for the orange. And we're going to put them right beside that Terry's one. It's <laughs> a great idea. Like that's, yeah. my, that's where my head went. When you said yeah. Christmas and orange, I thought of the the old, I remember those commercials from, I don't know, that was probably 20 years ago now, but them smashing the oranges yeah. and all of that. Our so marketing like that can idea. just be like, you don't even have to smash it. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, it's, it's already it's already pre-smashed, and and I think uh, I think almost everything tastes better covered in chocolate. But well, you know, I, the, I, the, I mango, much, so. the mango didn't work. The mango didn't taste that great. The kiwi, amazing. The pine, every, everyone loves pineapple, so that one's obviously good. But yeah, doing more tests like that, and even a launch into the states, like our, our U.S. bags are different. Our barcodes casing, all of that. We have we were really lucky. We got a can export grant, which is an amazing thing for any small business, I think under making under like a hundred million dollars or something. I could be wrong on that, mm-hmm. but anyone listening that has less than like 500 employees, you can apply. And we did a digital retail or sorry, digital market expansion into the Pacific Northwest of the States and got $30,000 from the government. And it was just to go towards, you know, website, yeah. digital advertising, any kind of like regulatory reviews of your bags, things like that, that you want to design. And we were able to work with the sales rep over there just to provide introductions to the right the right retailers and do market research. And with that, he, you know, he was just an Expo West in California. He's, in, we had meetings with like Sprouts and, and Whole Foods. And I think we're getting, we're getting into a few of those like right away. So all of this pre-work that we've done there and, and, you know, there's a lot of work just making sure that our velocities are high and good. Yeah. And it's not just all about releasing things. It's about being able to have a cash flow positive business and get to our, and reach our goals. Love it. Love it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question we, we always like to ask our guests is just around prioritization. Like you obviously have, you know, you've had a pretty big career on the tech side and now this career in CPG and, and just curious how, how you kind of 
set those goals, how you, you know, really optimize your weeks and your days to get the most out of them? Well, with goal setting to me, and I don't, I think this is an entrepreneur thing, but I'll set one and then we'll get there. And I'm like, okay, well, why didn't we get here? Why did it? Why wasn't it more? And this, it just becomes like immediately another goal. I'm really, really bad at celebrating when something amazing happens, which happens quite a lot with Chiwis. Um, you know, until a year ago, it was just me doing everything. So it was yeah. kind of just a tornado of figuring shit out. Now I'm lucky I have a right hand that was my marketing manager. She's now my director of brand and product. I have someone who's great at running like our facility floor. We know where we're, what we need. So, you know, I check in, make sure it, it's a lot of like, POs, sales meetings, mm-hmm. and overseeing things. Um, I don't really have that much structure, honestly. I try just try to be in our space, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple hours a day, start out at home, take dog walks. And usually once every couple of weeks, we go and do a fun group activity outing. Yeah. What's the transition been like from like a single person to now having a team? Because that, I think, drastically changes your days. And and like things like celebrating things, right? If it's just you, you're probably not celebrating as much, but now you have a team, you want to celebrate wins with them. I'm sure everything about your days has changed now. Yeah, it definitely has. And the team's grown slowly. You know, some people worked out, some people didn't, some people like just proved their worth so much. Like my, who, my marketing, she was my marketing manager, Carla, but she's now, she just does, has done almost like I've done every single role in the company. She's almost done everything. She's like, mm-hmm. I can trust her with the world she's taking care of everything while i'm gone from basically well from this morning until next week and you know we have some impending crazy things but uh, it is different and managing people's different enough to do that before that's that's new for me because before it was just myself and the co-founders from yeah. tech we didn't have anyone under us and so it's really nice but it does take a lot of other time away even you know even doing payroll and doing that kind of thing and yeah yeah so it does free up way more of my time to be focusing on the growth side of things, but I'm still very much in it. Yeah. Uh, another question that we ask everybody is what we call our brand fan. So what is a product or brand that's out there that you absolutely love? Well, I think that you just talked to the founder, my friend, Karen from Bloom. That's a really good one. A good and we one. did just talk and she is an awesome person too. So after that, after that call, I was like, I think I like the brand even more now. She was She's so she was cool. Great. Yeah, her and I met a while back and she's, you know, like I'll just, I will text her often and we'll just chat about things or she'll text me and, uh, with questions about certain things. But she, like what she's done is wild. Like, it's, wild. it's so inspiring. And we share, we share a bunch of investors and um, advisors and she's just like, yeah, she's just a great person too. There's nothing Agreed. bad about the woman. She's just so, so <laughs> fun. We got to spend a weekend in Whistler at this investor retreat together in the, I guess early fall and it was it was just so great but yeah her and i are pretty close i love her products um i love the story so yeah she's she's a big one and then obviously like what i've maybe this helped in the cell with with fundraising but i've all you know i love smart suites i love that team over there i love what tara did and <clears throat> i i wooed cindy bockage her chief operating officer who took them from like a hundred thousand a year to 100 million and she she's now my operations advisor and you know, I want to do something similar to what they did. And so I'm yeah. trying to surround myself with people who have been in that realm. So yeah, I would say Karen and Tara and Smart Suites and Bloom are definitely the ones that are always in my house and always like my inspiration. Agreed. Great, great ones. Great like, companies. They're they're both always in my house as well. So yeah, they're great, great companies. Yeah. What's your go-to Bloom flavor? I 
I'm a sucker for a hot chocolate. So it's like the reishi reishi hot chocolate. That's the one I I actually mix it in my coffee every single day. Mocha. Yeah. 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 And then I love those worms. Hard sweets. I same. I love. I, <laughs> I've been bugging uh, Lauren Bailey, who works at Smart Sweets and manages their Canadian sales team, to to get those back into Costco because they have the fish in Costco, which I love. But those worms are fantastic. You know, the fish get too caught in my teeth. The worms, and I keep them in the fridge too. So I like that's why I always like smart sweets. The they're are like best. harder, they're like a stale feeling candy. But uh, yeah, they're so good. They really are. Okay, so last question we ask is really a chance for you to you know give your one or two biggest pieces of advice to someone who's young and and looking to to make a great career or start something amazing. I think you've had a really cool, interesting career where you've. You've kind of zigged and zagged and, and found yourself where you are. So I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer. And um, yeah, floor is yours. I think that doing a lot of research before diving in and knowing a few key things, like for CPG, if you don't know those margins, how much it's going to cost to make, make your product. Like I've heard countless times that people will go like a cookie or something and go into a farmer's market. And they're like, well, I think I should charge, say, I'm just throwing like $4.99 for this. And then say it gets popular and then they have to go into a grocery store and they're like, wait, wait, what? I have to give them a distributor what? I have to give the retailer what? And then they're totally screwed. So doing that research, knowing that you can charge a specific amount for a product, because if you end up in a position where you're making nothing, like there's no point. So that one, definitely doing the research there and how you're going to do it. And then surrounding yourself and with people who have been in your shoes that you that have the same values as you. Like I have this advisory board of four people who are so amazing and I can text them at any time and really chat through anything. And so instead of being reactive to things, I can really like vent and get feedback from people who have dealt with this kind of issue before or just really good things. So having that, you know, and it wasn't just cold outreach on LinkedIn. It was really, you have to warmly make these relationships happen. Uh, And I'm really lucky that even in the food business here and from tech too. A lot of these tech people reached out to me after they saw Chewies and they were like, oh, I would love to like invest or chat with you about this kind of stuff. You never know who you're going to meet who will be able to help. But having a great support system and then, you know, other founders too, like Karen and I are just friends. Like a lot of people who I reached out to early on, my one of my advisors is Eve from Eve's Crackers. And so she built, you know, she has a one point something a year business, uh, just herself. Amazing, amazing product. And she's on my advisory board because she's in my shoes just really, really like recently. And so for example, when we got into Save on Foods, I was like, oh my gosh, they want a free fill for every store. And that's almost 200 stores and that's five SKUs. And it really adds up. And she was like, oh dude, you can just negotiate and get them to pay half of it. And then I went to them and do that and we got it. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have known to do that. And her and I, you know, just having those people around that you can discuss your wins and losses and everything with. They don't have to be an advisor with equity. They don't have to be an investor, but being able, cause it gets, it gets lonely. And a lot of the time, like I can't talk to my husband about this stuff. I, I can talk about the good stuff and things, but he's going to, he's going to go blank after a minute of talking about some of this boring stuff, but to us, it's not boring. And to other people going through it, it's not boring. And now I try, it's getting harder with how busy I am, but I try to help people who people I do get reached out to like almost daily now, but when people need help or want guidance, like I want to be able to help them. because I got help in the beginning and help people not tell them what to do, but navigate things in a less bumpy manner, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that fantastic pieces of advice. Like that, would, that would help any person, right? Financials and surrounding yourself with the right people. And I love, one of the things I love about CPG and specifically sort of the natural food space 
is how awesome and helpful everyone seems to be. And, you know, people helped you and, and now you're paying it forward and helping the next you know generation of entrepreneurs, which is really cool. I think that's a very unique thing to this industry and something that I'm, I'm sort of proud of, of being part of this industry. Yeah, it's so nice. Really, really, really is. Anyways, we will let you go. I know I believe you're running to a flight right now. So I really appreciate you you spending the time with us and chatting with us and telling us your story. Love the love the product and I love the story and it was great meeting you. Hopefully we'll get to see you at, at CHFA West or, yep. or some other we'll time. Be there. We'll be oh, there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Uh, we will be there. Not sure the booth number, but we're, we're there and we'll have lots of snacks and we'll probably have some of the new innovation products right. to try. Awesome. Can't yeah. wait to try it. Yeah. We'll stop by for sure. Okay. Enjoy your vacation. Safe journey. Thank you. Thank Bye, you so Sarah. much. Thanks so much, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a great conversation. I uh, really liked meeting Sarah. Can't wait to to meet her at her CHFA booth and get to know her a little bit better. But really cool brand. Uh, love that it's local. And a lot of great advice throughout, like specific advice around margins and which stores to focus on and and other things. And for me, I think the, the advice that stood out to me specifically was, was go to the store and put the packaging on the shelf and you'll know what's wrong with it. Like, I, yeah, I love that idea. You, you stole you stole my takeaway. It's a really good one. You know what? I'll Let's, let you I'll let you have it. You go ahead. So, go guys, <laughs> one thing that really stood out to me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think one of the things I thought Sarah did that I really liked throughout the interview is she just gave such specific tactics for people yeah. to pick up and run with, um, whether that, you know, is the, the packaging uh, design strategy she used and or it's, you know, just talking about the importance of getting margins right and, and a little bit of the formula that she used to to navigate that in her startup. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really great conversation. I thought she she has a really firm handle on her vision and where she's taking that brand. So I'm really excited to see uh, what they can do because it's such a different product. And I love I love Kiwis and as a fruit. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's got legs, right? And like no one else is doing this and it really stands out as something that's natural and, and good for you and, and easy and portable. And so I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hit. Agreed. Right. And, and you can see that it's expanding rapidly from zero to 2000 stores in a couple of years is pretty phenomenal. And now starting to expand into, into California, which is a huge opportunity there for them. I think they're going to do, do very well. You know, anyone that, that also recommends putting gummy worms in the fridge, which is something that I do. I, I immediately fall. You got to trust. You got to trust that person. You, ha- you have to trust. Or anyone that says, hey, we are trying to see if all of these are better dipped than chocolate. Yeah, that's that's somebody I can get behind. That's great. <laughs> that's a great thought process. And I'm excited to try those for next Christmas because, you know, I, I love to have these type of things that are better for you that are, are fruit based, but then also get that that sweet chocolate hit. So those will be awesome for the Christmas time. Well, guys, if you uh, if you haven't already put this into your Google Maps or your ways or whatever you use to navigate, throw in, you know, uh, a Whole Foods or or a uh, save on foods or a, a Costco in BC, one of those those four testers and go get yourself some chewies or you can order it direct online. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us and, and joining us for this conversation. And, and thank you to Sarah for making herself available to share. Uh, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, follow us on social media and ratings, reviews, or any feedback. You know, you can give it to us directly 
is very much appreciated. And without anything else to add, look forward to having you back next time for another great conversation. Thanks, everyone. Bum, bum, bum.